Hello, everyone. This is Brian and Marina with Good Dog Workshop, your podcast resource for successfully working with your dog. We'll help you sift through all the wrong and ridiculous information out there. We'll help you understand dogs and how to effectively work with a dog's nature, not against it. In short, we'll teach you how to speak dog. Hi, Marina. How are you? Fine. How are you? Okay. So we don't have a title for this podcast because I'm, there's a couple of different things I want to talk about in here. Yeah, I'm a little in the dark here, so uh, Brian's going to lead this one. I told you you could turn on the lights. <laughs> um, anyway, so so I had an awesome appointment with a client a few days ago, and I want to talk about them because if you had seen, if you as the listeners had seen this dog, you would have said, holy cow. I'm getting out of here or give me a bite suit or something. And if you had seen these people, you might've said, okay, these people should have an easier dog. So I was really surprised by, by how receptive the people were, how they were able to execute everything properly uh, and how easy the dog was to work okay. with. So this was um, uh, Sadie and uh, the husband and wife were Lisa and Brian I, you know, I really en enjoyed working with these with these people and hope to work with them again. Unfortunately, I think they were such good students that I'm not going to be back there. Yeah, which isn't is the, that the way of it? Yeah, that's the downside of this job. When mm -hmm. we do a really good job, then we don't get to see those people again. Yeah, um, or the dog. Yeah. So anyway, this was a I don't know seven seven month old pit bull. I don't know. Okay, that's what the note says. Okay, then let's go with that. Yeah, let's go with what your notes say. Because <laughs> as we know, my memory is not on today um seven month old pit bull and the uh the wife when we when we she and i talked on the phone a couple of weeks ago she said i just i i don't know if i can take it anymore and okay. i want to I know if this dog is right for us i'm like okay that's one of the smartest concerns that people tell me yeah. is is this dog right for us not we will do anything to keep this dog or my husband doesn't like this dog i like this dog the kids like this dog whatever right, right. Um, so I'm always glad to hear that. Is this dog right for us? Because that's the, one of the, you know, our primary goals is make sure that the dog is matched with the people. If not, then we can give them some advice one way or we can say, okay, this could work, but you have to do this harder and, you know, work that over there and do this for the dog and that sort of thing. Um, so she was concerned about that. She said, I'm not sure I can take this anymore. Dog's peeing at the house all the time. Like, oh, oh, okay. Okay, so... Yeah, what's the stressor here? Yes, yeah, so, right, and that's the funny part. So housebreaking isn't a big deal in general. It's not like, okay, my dog has put 17 stitches in me and 25 stitches in my kids and this, that. I think a lot of people become frustrated by it, though. Ag agreed. And, you know, me with Vivian, because she's on prednisone, she's going to the bathroom all the time. Right. I can't stand it, but so, so what's kind of interesting about this, the initial part of the phone call was kind of frustration is she's venting she's getting this out of her system i was like well what's the problem yeah yeah and she said well for instance the other day the dog was on the kitchen table i was like oh the dog doesn't respect you she said exactly okay and so the that's dog kinda, was on the kitchen table yeah that's kind of where hey guys where i started <laughs> from on this um and you know because it was a puppy and it wasn't you know uh like a saint bernard who they'll get into all sorts of ridiculous things just a just a pit bull puppy on the on the kitchen table that's you know, that was my first clue to, oh, this is fixable. Yeah. I just need to see if I can bring the lady along to show her this is what leadership looks like to a dog and see if I can um, get the dog to understand, no, you're not in charge of this lady. Right. So I pull up and they're in one of these townhouses that's fully above ground. So you pull up to the to the garage door and then there's like right. the steepest set of stairs 
go into the front door. Right. One of those things. Um, so I'm, you know, getting my, getting my wallet, my phone and everything. I start to walk around the truck and she comes out with a dog and the dog is just like this crazy terrier bark at me. And she's the high pitch kind of. Yeah. And she's coming down with the dog and the dog is pulling her down this crazy S shaped stairs. Excitement. Yeah. Yeah. And well, more, more than that. More than that. Yeah. This dog was, was in guarding mode. Okay. Um, and, uh, uh, so I was like, oh, I guess we're starting outside. And she, you know, she had to talk over the dog. She said, sorry, um, she pees all over the floor when people come in. Yeah. Because she said the dog submissive pees. I'm like, okay. So she doesn't want the mess in her house. She's not worried about me getting bitten. She's not worried about being pulling down the stairs. She doesn't want the mess in her house, which again, I completely understand, but it, it gives me a lot of information. Right. She, the, you know, the client tells me this and not this. Yes. Or she's concerned about this or, or doesn't, doesn't mention this thing over, over here. Um, and the dog came down and had, had these, you know, these big eyes and this ferocious bark was pulling her down. And then as soon as I walked towards the dog, the dog was like, uh, wait a minute. No, you're not supposed to come towards me when I do this. You forgot your lines. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Uh, is he doing this right? Cut. (laughs) And and so, and so that was it. So I told, I told uh, Lisa then. Her name's Lisa, right? I'm, re- I'm remembering her name. Can you look that up for me? Because I hate <laughs> to get that wrong. Um, so I told told her then that the dog's name is Sadie. Yes, Lisa. Okay. <laughs> God, Jeez, man, um... I'm really out of it today. Um, I told Lisa, I it's said, oh. It's a good oh. thing we're podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I told Lisa, I said, oh, your dog's just anxious. She was like, oh, really? Is that what this is? And it's almost like okay, the so light switched in her head. Pause for our listeners. Housebreaking can have a couple of different sources, right? A housebreaking issue. Sometimes it's medical. Sometimes it's social, like they've never lived in a home before. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's behavioral. Mm -hmm. So when we're, you know, trying to assess where that is coming from, what are we ticking off of our list? Housebreaking issue. Um, well, I want to, I want to find out the age of the dog. So if it's a nine month old, I mean a nine week old and having housebreaking issues, yeah, you probably just need to be more patient Normal. and, or get your puppy out, you know, every 30 minutes. Right. If it's 12 years old, yeah, maybe, you know, senile, it may, you know, have some internal thing going on with it. Medical. Um, yeah. Anything in between for me is it's either, it generally it's either, uh, dominance slash, um, protest. Yep. Uh, so the dog is peeing on, and I've, I've heard this from several clients over the years, dog is peeing on the client's bed because yep. the dog says, this is my bed. I own this bed. Right. So I had a client the other day, Husky named Sky. And, and that's why I'm, I'm pausing you here. Cause I feel like this comes up yeah, yeah, quite course. a few times. Um, and she said on the phone, the my owner. dog is, the owner said on the phone, my dog is anxious. And I think that that's why she's peeing all over the house. Ah. So, so it's, I'm just pointing out the interesting way we diagnose these things. No. And that, and that's a, that's a good, a good point you bring up is, um, a dog can be, can be peeing to, to claim a dog can be peeing to, to protest is every time we leave the house, the dog, the dog yeah. pees in protest. A dog can be peeing when someone walks up to them, when another dog walks up to them. Submissive they, yeah, or sub- excitement. Yeah. Submissive or excited peeing, um, which can overlap, but usually they're, they're pretty different. 
Um, in a pup, you're going to see excited peeing and submissive peeing as they grow older. They right. definitely grow out of the excited peeing, maybe not so much the submissive peeing. Um, or it could be the dog just doesn't understand the rules. And there was definitely yeah. some of that going on here. And what I had forgotten, I didn't put it in my notes for some reason. I had forgotten that these were first time dog owners. Right. And so I was approaching kind of like, like the, the end of the, of the beginner lesson when I first started talking to them. And then she reminded me, I was like, oh, oh, okay. We need to go back a few steps. Okay. So as, as you know, new dog owners, don't forget this and this and this and this, but these people picked up on it. Great. Um, and I know I'm jumping around here, but no, no, that's apparently fine. that's how my brain is working today. It's okay. Um, I, that, I'm here to help. But the, but so the, so the dog didn't, I don't think submissively peed for me at all throughout Outside. the, throughout the appointment. So uh, that's what I was going to ask based on her greeting towards you and then you know her her breed i lean towards if she ex, if she's peeing when people come in the home it's excitement not submission and i didn't probe that too much just because that was such a tertiary issue mm. you know and i wanted to deal with the with the primary secondary issues first and then see if the ping was was still an issue and and she right. she hasn't texted me back saying you know that she's still still ping in the house or whatever um i'll ask her when i call her in a few days here just uh just to follow up but i'm guessing that that's no longer an issue because we sorted out all the more important stuff uh, ahead of that right just, right you know leadership and, and structure um exercise was kind of an issue because she pulled so much but anyway so um so the ping wasn't an issue Got the dog to go up the stairs, barking, you know, quite a bit, um, backing up, settled down a little bit um, when we got back in the house. And then they had um, one of these split foyer things yeah. where you walk in the front door and you got to go up a few steps. All right. Um, did she take the high ground? She did, of course. Mm -hmm. and, you know, that's the, that's the main room of the house, so that's understandable. But then, then she, you know, reset and got all barky and big and bold. And every time I looked at her, she'd get barky again. And every time I'd step towards her, she'd get barky again. And every time I'd turn away, then she would, um, you know, put her nose down and come uh, come towards me instead of, you know, like a like an adolescent cattle dog. Yeah. Just just race and try and try and get you in the in the butt or the or the feet or the back of the legs or something like that. So she, as long as she wasn't faced with, um, with direct eye contact, then she could she could soften yep. and be, and become curious. I had a very similar experience with um, that dog Benny. Yeah. The sailor looking thing. He mm -hmm. looks like a cross between a sailor and a collie or something okay um same thing and, and he gave you know crazy yellow eye eye contact yeah but if you didn't look at him he, he could settle down right right and, and so so that's what i was dealing with with um uh with this dog sadie and we that's that's another topic we'll get into the the dog names maybe maybe we'll tackle that today we'll see um well, i think we need to do a segment on each podcast about a dog name okay we, okay we will we will do that then um so, you know, when I turned around or when I, uh, when I sat down, um, you know, avoided eye contact with Sadie, then she, she could settle down. She didn't always, it took her a few minutes before the barking just, just stopped. Okay. Um, but, uh, but she, she settled down and, and became curious and, you know, it was like finally getting, um, I'm looking for the, the best analogy here is finally getting the train back on the tracks so it can roll easily. Yep. So she was kind of 
off the rails is, is way too extreme, but she was not on, she was not on the tracks. And so she was just kind of, um, you know, foundering in, in, is it foundering or floundering? I think it's foundering. I think it's floundering. Okay. Foundering is like what happens to horses, right? I don't know. Okay. It, it's a, it's a, it's not a great thing. So either way. So is this her youth? That was kind of my similar issue with Benny, nine months old, is I'm making it up, but whenever someone wants to tell me what to do, just let me know. Okay, bark, bark. Yep. Yes, part of it is youth, but I'd say the more important part, the bigger half, which always is funny, um, the bigger half is leadership, is uh. the last part of what you said. Show me what to do. Oh, okay, well, I'll do that then. And, and then right. that was like the rest of the appointment. Don't, I always think don't, that don't this, this age is... Yes. Th that age range does that. We mm -hmm. did a whole podcast on it. Yep. But the sa same with Benny, nine months old. And he's like, bark, bark. Right, guys? Bark. Yeah. Right? Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Bark, bark. The, so, so the insecurity, I think, stems from being, you know, they have some awareness of, I'm not old enough to know what to do here. Right. I'm really supposed to have someone above me in this pack. But I'm going to try. Uh, but I'll do my best. Bark, bark. Yeah. Um, and that can definitely escalate. You know, oh, I, yeah. when they get into adulthood, um, that, that behavior, I think, becomes more solid, harder to correct, and maybe even more severe. Yes. Because yeah, the fear builds. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 the insecurity, the anxiety builds because that, that ship is further and further out to sea yep. without having any contact with, uh, with home base. So when you say she's not off the rails... She, yeah. she was she was back on she was back on the rails okay um so she was on the, on the rails of a track or whatever um but it was a, it was a simple matter of um ignorant is the correct term ignorant first-time dog owners they didn't know what they were supposed to do and a puppy who's not a born leader yep who can just autonomously yeah i've got this you know kind of right. like kind of like sailor would be fine without us because he knows what to do. Yeah. Okay. Or he thinks he, he thinks he knows all the. But he, he would feel fine. Yes, but that's right. He would feel fine. The We're, rest of us wouldn't. <laughs> whereas this. Why dog's... is there a Chesapeake just running through my backyard? <laughs> yeah. He's like. I'll go home when I feel like. Yeah. It. Did someone give him that steak or? Yeah. <laughs> um, but but Sadie, she's not built like that. You no. know, like most dogs, she's not built to be in charge, especially right. in our human world. And so she needs someone to lead her. Once she's got that, then, you know, she's terrific. She knows the rules. Okay, got it. These are my parameters. I have to stay within within my lane here. I can do this, but I can't do that. Um, so, you know, resource, not resource guarding, but counter surfing was a, was a total piece of cake. And um, Marina and I had a, had a bet that. Uh, so I, I just showed him the timer because yeah. he lost his bet. We'll, we'll get to that when it happens, but counter surfing wasn't a problem. Uh, no, counter surfing was a problem. It wasn't resource guarding, but the dog would, would counter surf. We fixed that in a heartbeat. I just showed them, I, you know, asked them for. She's just like, I can be up here, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, right, I guys? I didn't, I didn't see that. <laughs> oh, okay. But because we started, um, uh, I asked for some high value food and, and she, I think they brought out some lunch meat or something like that. And so I, I had a piece of that. And I waved it in front of Sadie's nose. And by that time, and this was maybe 40 minutes into the appointment, by that time, Sadie's like, uh-uh, this seems like a new trick. I'm Trap. Not, yeah, I'm not falling for this because I know you're going to correct me because you keep correcting me for stuff that you don't want me to do. Right. So she gave me space instantly. 
I was like, okay, well, let's up the ante. So I put it on the ground and backed away. And she was like, I'm still kind of suspicious about this. She ought to be, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and But isn't that so amazing? And that's what I keep yeah. trying to communicate to people. Um, for example, worked with a, a pit bull and she is correcting their other dog. Right. And I go, well, you have this issue, this issue, this just issue. You know, let's just say uh, not calm at the door, stealing food, uh, all of these low level boundaries that we're like, oh, I can live with that. You can live with it until it's this. Right. Right. So isn't that so interesting? You start correcting those small things mm-hmm. and they're they don't approach the big one anymore. Right. It, it, those are the building blocks of your relationship with your dog. So, yeah, that's yeah, kind of, yeah, the, the foundation. Um, and that for me, that was just uh, just teaching the dog. Don't bark. Don't have that energy around me. And when she started backing up and I'd walk towards her, she, the barking got more severe around right. Lisa. She right. never backed up and, and went to, went to Brian for the, for security. She did that toward Lisa. So, so uh, I had to claim Lisa and tell the puppy, okay, this is not your person to, to bark around or be productive of. And from then on out, it was, it was all downhill. And that was in the first 10 minutes. So I, uh, she started to do it. Okay. 19 minutes. All right. So, so Marina and I had a bet <laughs> that when, when would Sasha start her, start her flailing dreams? And I said, 14 minutes. Marina said 22. 22. And holy. Okay, oh, she's, flop, she's flopping around. And she, it's 17. Speaking or, of floundering. Yeah. 17 or so minutes. No, it's, it's 19 minutes. Okay. Podcast timer says 18. Either way, <laughs> Sasha's flopping around. Um, we're trying to figure this out. It's pretty funny looking. I'll have Marina put up some videos of this. She's not having a seizure because you can wake her up in a heartbeat. Uh, her, and her vet thought that this was like seizure activity. No. And then I took another video where she's doing this and I wake her up and she's like, hey, what happened? Yeah. That's not a seizure. Yeah, just wake, wake her up. But she's, uh, she's uh, bitten and she's kicked. And she, she bit me. <laughs> she, and she kind of <laughs> flopped herself into the wall, you said. Uh, the other day, uh, <laughs> I, I was packing because I've been traveling for work and we went to New Jersey uh, and she was just in her bed and she immediately starts the running and she gets up and <laughs> runs right into the wall. And I look at her and she looks at me like, what happened? <laughs> was I bad? I'm like, Sasha. Yeah, this is this is the funniest thing. I'm trying to figure out how to keep keep it from happening anyway so so that's what we're that's what we're laughing about so all of you are now you're on now this, in this, on it this inside joke and then the next time it happens on a podcast you guys will yes know yes you will know what we're talking about but anyway so building blocks with sadie yes yeah, so so claiming food with sadie after i established my relationship with her in claiming you know my space and uh and didn't even have to claim the door i tried that with her and she wouldn't fall for it and in claiming the the wife um it, it was there was nothing I needed to do after that. And that's what I'm, what I'm getting at too, is you start your relationship and these people couldn't have known, but you start your relationship with your dog that way. You too get instantaneous results. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that, that's what's been hard for some of, and you know, maybe you can help me to explain it better, but that's what, what has been hard for some of my clients lately is understanding the, I'm not talking about the big behavior right now because all these little ones are going on around me. And the fact that she thinks this is okay to do, that is the whole reason she thinks the big behavior is okay to do. Once you correct all these things and your relationship with your dog becomes about these boundaries, they don't assume that they can take a bigger boundary, right? Right. So, So I would describe it as 
if you give the dog an inch, they'll take a mile. So if you give them a, a small, um, a small thing that they get to choose to do on their own. So if you let them get away with the small behavior, it's going to become more small behaviors and then eventually big behaviors. So you can work it from the small behavior on up right. as long as the big behavior isn't the prominent one. Like as soon as we walk in, the dog tries to go for our throats. Right. Okay. We'll deal with that one first. Right. But since there wasn't anything like that presented in front of us with it, with this dog, Sadie, it was just like, okay, let's just go back to the basics here. And dog, this is my space. I don't want you to be, I want you to be calm. I want you to be submissive. I want you to be respectful. And this is what that looks like. And then you just kind of rinse and repeat, calm, right. submissive, and respectful. And then the big stuff becomes small, and then the small that, and then that small stuff no longer exists. Right. Um, it, you know, the the hard part for most people is they have an emotional relationship with their dogs, and we don't. So it's easy for us to to come into the classroom and and show show someone else's dog. Okay, these are the rules. It's going to go this way. Yep. Because I don't love my client's dog. I, you know, I don't. We dig I, all dogs. Yeah, I try. I try not to have you know like or don't like or whatever feelings you know towards emotions towards a client's dog because that can interfere with 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 our training. Um, but yeah, clients have a tough time doing that. We have a tough time doing it with our own dogs. Yeah, I, um, Jake and I went to a brewery last night, and uh, Sailor lately he always comes up with something. Okay, has been doing the alert barking thing. <laughs> okay, and so someone was walking towards us, but we're going to walk past us, and he starts barking. And I correct him, but it, um, a couple minutes later it happened and I wasn't there and it took Jake one correction versus my three. <laughs> and I was like, this Chessie is going to kill me and he's only four. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it, it's the same thing. Sailor doesn't really care about alerting Jake. Ah, right. Okay. Right. He and I have that in, in our relationship with each other. Right. He's like, he thinks... I need him for something. Yes. Right. So work to be done. Yes. Until the next thing he comes up with after I fix this. Yeah. It's, it's the old story of the, the cobbler's kids have no, have no shoes. And, and we are certainly, certainly guilty of that is, you know. Um, but I do tell clients, hey, because they're like, I don't know how I'm going to fit these walks in. I go, dude, I walk dogs all day. You yeah. think I want to do my evening walk at seven <laughs> o'clock at night? But it happens, you know? Yeah. You just have to maintain and and the reason why you mentioned that is because the walking the walk is i would say that's the first thing you need to change is the first and best way to restructure your relationship redo your relationship with your with your dog there's right. you know there's so many opportunities to to get to know your dog to have them get to know you read the body language you know, the leash is constantly reminding the dog which end of the leash is in charge of the walk, which end of the leash is supposed to be compliant on the walk. You're draining energy, and you also can turn it into a mobile classroom. So, you know, every 20 seconds, you can be teaching the dog something new or reminding the dog of an old rule right. that she still needs to needs to go by. Um, it, anyway, there wasn't much, much more about this this um, this uh, training session with uh, with Sadie and and those those awesome owners, other than. You know, they got it. Right. And, and when I said, okay, we're, she's pulling because she's excited. She wants to, wants to walk. She wants to explore. But we're also walking way, way too slowly for this yeah. puppy. And so once we picked up the pace, she was pulling less. We also put a prong collar on her. So now she had 
the essentially the teeth of another dog saying don't and we right. didn't even have to put pressure on the prong collar it just sat on her neck she's like holy cow okay i'm not supposed to do this anymore yeah and she was reactive to to dogs before i got there we went right up to two cavaliers and she was totally fine with it there was a baby there was a stroller i mean this dog i was told was reactive lots to lots of potential yeah tra you know the the big toter trash cans new stuff there, just reactive to everything and it really came down to these people didn't know how to speak dog and they didn't know how to lead. Yeah. So the puppy thought, I guess I have to be in charge of my pack here. And she was doing the best she could, but, um, you know, just wasn't doing a very good job of it. So, um, what do you think made Lisa and Brian, um, so easy to teach it? Because a lot of first time dog owners don't, don't pick it up so quickly. I, that's a, that's a good question. I would say, I would say overall they're, willingness to receive information and to understand and to accept that what they were doing mm -hmm. was not working okay not that not that they were wrong and i was right it's just okay we've tried this and this didn't work let's try let's try this right. instead and a lot of people are willing to change their habits don't want to change their minds don't want to you know be be reminded that what they're doing isn't isn't working right um but yeah maybe kind of maybe kind of an um an open attitude open-mindedness to this this new approach that i was showing them okay yeah uh, uh, and that's the interesting thing about the way we work with dogs lots of trainers you know you come to my class once a week for six weeks your dog will be trained. You leave your dog with me for two weeks, your dog will be trained. And we are, I need to teach you to teach your dog. Right. And it, it's harder. It requires a lot more time and effort on the owner's part, although maybe not as much money um, as a board and train, but yeah. the result is more worth it. It, it is well, more and, permanent and, than if somebody else teaches your dog X, Y, Z. And also quicker. Yeah. You know, because we, we got results with, with this dog starting in just a few minutes. And then by the uh, by that evening, I texted texted Lisa and said, how's it going? She's like, everything's going great. You That's know, awesome. she wrote us a terrific review on online. Um, uh, I forget where I was going with that. I, in any case. Um, this no, we were just saying, you know, this is why it was easy for them to pick, pick it up so quickly. And oh. it, it is understanding that when you hire us, you're in class. Yes. And, and, and those clients do the best, right? You're hiring us because there is a problem. We're there to not only point out the problems, but then help show you how to, how to solve them. And, and yeah. we were able to do that because these people, we were able to do that so easily and so quickly because these people were, were so open-minded. That was the last thing I wanted to say on this was Lisa and her husband were very different. Okay? Oh, okay. He was very kind of no nonsense, hands off at one point when we, when I was just about ready to leave and he called uh, called Sadie to come back to to him because she was she was off leash or on a long long lead line or something out in the in the, the cul-de-sac there and he said Sadie come I was like okay yeah I, he is like our friend Jeremy yeah <laughs> yeah so I, I I said I appreciate the manliness of that and you just order things around but you know no one wants to be told to come to the person they want to be invited Right. I said, I said, squat down, open yourself up, throw away your masculinity, use your muppy voice, say, come on, Sadie, let's go. And she came right to me when I did that. And he just smiled and said, okay, yeah, I know what you mean. Uh -huh. um, Every I, other command, you can say that way. Yes. And, and I, please I, do. I, I think, 
I think he's in finance, a wealth manager or something like that. So very detail oriented, you know, probably a very disciplined person in right. general. Um, but he was just kind of hanging back. He was sitting in the, in the dining room. So, you know, one, one kind of open roomish over from, from where we were. Uh, but he was taking all this, this in, but when he corrected Sadie, when, you know, when he, um, needed to step in because she was doing something near him or, or was working on the claiming, he did it much more efficiently because he was less emotional. Whereas Lisa from the, from the initial phone call with her, she was more concerned about this. Yeah. Um, so more emotion coming from her. But as soon as I got her on board with, you know, let's, let's remove the emotion, let's remove the voice. And she admitted that she, she babied the puppy a lot. Um, the, yeah, it, it really clicked for her. And, and at some point, maybe 20 minutes into the appointment, I said, do you have a child? She said, yeah, she's upstairs. I was like, you have the quietest child ever. And so their daughter, Caitlin came down and, you know, walked around with us out outside and she was quiet. She was respectful. She was super well behaved. I told them, I said, if you can raise a child to be this well mannered, you can definitely do this with, right. a, with a puppy. And I, I swear that's, that's, that's true. 99% of the time. So, you know, I really applaud people, people like this and, and, and these two and specifically for, for doing such a great job with their, with their kid and, and, you know, the, the daughter, and I think she was, I want to say she was eight or nine. Yeah. Um, she, she wanted to be a part of this, of this dog's life, but she, you know, she wasn't interfering and she, she took it all in and they were explaining stuff to her as they, as they needed to. And, you know, it was just a, just a super enjoyable experience for, for me. Right. Um, and you know, the dog gets along great with other dogs. So I was like, I can't, I didn't even know if I could sell you a second appointment and, you know, come up with a reason for you to work with us again. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think, I think these people That's are going to awesome. do, going to do fine. But the, but the, I feel really good about this one because she was concerned that this was not, you know, the right dog for them. And I said, yeah. it may not be the perfect dog for you, but this is a great dog. And you guys can do this, so there's no reason for you yeah. to to think otherwise or to or to give up on this dog. She said, "Thank you, I really appreciate. It. Need to hear that." Um, what what so few people understand when you purchase or adopt a dog is that it's a relationship, and yeah. like any relationship you have in your life, it requires work and compromise on both sides, right? Some sometimes it's an easier relationship mm -hmm. than than others, but yeah, sometimes you're like, "Oh, I thought I was buying a Cadillac." This is a dump truck. Yeah. I can, I can drive, so it should be pretty similar. But there's a learning curve. Yeah, but there, there's a learning curve. So let me see if I can figure this out. Yeah. Okay, that's really cool. I'm glad you had an awesome appointment with Sadie. Yeah, that was terrific. So, so Brian and Lisa, if you are listening, thank you so much for, for making, making my day that day. That was, that was the highlight of my day. You, you guys and, and Sadie are fantastic. Um, so I wanted to ask you. Oh, God. What's your most recent favorite client? She's got to look mm. it up. Oh, I mean, I was talking about him. Definitely uh, Michael, Jamie, and Benny. Oh, okay. Benny is, uh, I'll say it again, he looks kind of like Sailor, but he was nine months old and really small, kind of uh, feathery yeah. coat, but he was chocolate. Um. And when they called me, uh, I, I traveled to New Jersey to go and uh, see a couple of our clients, including um, a client named David, who heard about us on the podcast. Oh, yeah. So, that was David, cool if to you're, get that call. you're listening, it was awesome to work with you guys as well. Um, but Michael called and they were going to adopt 
Benny, who didn't have a name at that point. And um, they said that as part of the adoption, I, I guess the rescue was struggling with Benny. Mm. Uh, and the rescue was located in Manhattan. As part of the adoption, they needed to seek a, a trainer. So okay. they had to agree to get training. And I was like, that's fantastic because, you know, training should start as soon as he walks in your door. And they were like, yeah, you know, we have another lab collie mix and he's 11 years old. We're, we're, we feel pretty good about raising a dog, but um, we've never had issues like this before. And what they described based on the rescue was barking. And I can see how that would be bad in Manhattan. Yeah. Where... You literally don't have time to work on the problem because you might get evicted from your apartment with your dog barking. And they said separation anxiety, not liking his crate, blah, blah, blah. I said, okay, well, let's see how he does in in your home. And um, I said, so what's the dog's name? This is on the phone call. And they said, oh, he doesn't have a name yet. And I'm trying to take notes. And I go, okay, I'm going to call him Boy Dog. And they started laughing. (laughs) And, And I asked them what their other dog's name was. And they go, you know, actually, we never came up with a name. His name's just Boy Dog. That is such a New Jersey sense of humor. Wow. So, okay. And I, I started cracking up. I was like, well, if you guys hurry up and find him a name, I wouldn't have to call him this. <laughs> so I walked in and they go, it's Benny now, not Boy Dog. Okay. I was like, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> but they were just kind of immediately cool and, and friendly like that. Not not too far in age from me. And But be- but didn't didn't take this too seriously and weren't overwhelmed seriously, or anxious. Yeah, seriously enough. Um, well, they they cared. They cared, but they they didn't let that like cloud Mm-mm. everything. Okay, um, and and let me just ask real quick for a clarification: the rescue wanted them to get training just in general. This is our rescue. All our dogs get training. Or no, was for a specific this dog. Thing? And that's funny because for the when, barking, uh, for the barking, the separation anxiety. I guess I don't know how many times this dog had been returned, but at ah, least once. Okay. And they even reduced their normal adoption fee of like five hundred dollars to twenty five dollars. They just wanted this dog out, and I was like, "This is their problem, dog." Yeah. This they are very blessed. Um, I mean, I can see why again barking would be difficult in an apartment setting. Sure. But this pup, just like uh, Sadie. It was just insecure. Mm, okay. He was like, bark, bark. Right, guys? Right, right? Uh, no sudden moves. This thing is still coming towards me. Yeah. Bark, bark. Uh, and he was sensitive to eye contact. But, you know, once he figured out who I was, he was comfortable with me. I could touch him. He might. He would reset just a little bit with hard eye contact. But his um, owners learned so quickly, they would just, ah, and he'd stop. Cool. Um, well, was, they were already using that sound before I got there. Was exercise an issue with this dog? No. Okay. They walk him three to five miles a day and take him to the dog park. So what, it wasn't that he had energy, and that's why he was Prob- barking. Probably. Because he, he did not display separation anxiety in their home, okay. nor did he disagree about being in the crate like the rescue prepared them for. Yeah. So probably he wasn't very well exercised in the first place. Okay. Um, but they haven't, you know, having been really awesome dog owners to begin with, were already exercising him. So they didn't have those issues, those okay. two issues. They just still had this kind of social issue where other people, not dogs, but other people made Benny nervous. So he just kind of widened his huge yellow eyes and just barked, but with his ears pinned to his head. Oh, okay. So he was just kind of nervous. Yeah. Um, but just a few changes in body language, just a few changes in 
really quick, easy changes. I have no idea why I was there for two hours other than we all liked each other. Yeah. Um, just a few little changes and they, okay, Benny doesn't do this anymore. Cool. And I said, you'll have this be- pattern of behavior erased. And then you're going to call me because you have a confident dog and he wants to <laughs> drag you up to every person. <laughs> and, and they said that they can't wait for that day. But cool. I think it's soon. They, they did awesome. Um, and they were just kind of natural dog people. So I was like, whew, that was easy yeah. and fun. Good. Um, and I said, if you ever don't want him, which you, that'll never happen. But I'll take that dog. Because he's a Chessie? He, he looks like a chessy mix to me. But he looks like a baby sailor. But they don't know. They the rescue I, doesn't know. No, they don't. They don't know. I mean, they're going to do a DNA test, but do you ever really know? No. Uh, he has very similar shaped face to sailor. Uh-huh. I think more similar than to a Labrador. Okay. Um, but the fluffy fur comes from something else. Yeah. Like a, like a collie. And they said in the dog park he does display herding behavior. Oh, okay. And I'm like, man, I'd only need one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Combine Sasha and Sailor. Just Yeah, but just kidding. They're perfect for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was my favorite one recently. Okay. And I drove four hours to get to it. <laughs> well, okay. But you did, you did multiple appointments up there. Yeah, right? and I really in, am enjoying traveling to work, so. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, um, I think we need to do this again and and, uh, and tell more of our listeners about the awesome people that we have worked with and and how successful some of the some of these appointments have been and how quickly people get it and how quickly the dogs get it and and you know that that simple foundation of building trust and respect with the dog and and correcting the small things first is sometimes all you need to do in order to turn the relationship around and, right. and get the get the great dog that's underneath all of the nonsense that they're displaying. Right. So. And even better as soon as you get them. I love this phrase. This phrase is from my friend Amanda who owns Nautical Dog in Williamsburg. <laughs> she says, "Don't give them Disneyland." I'm like, "That is exactly oh, yeah. what it is. You feel you feel bad and you're like, it's going to life with me is going to be amazing. Look. It's like little orphan Annie walking mm-hmm. in, into your house. Uh, you know, your daddy Warbucks. And yeah, enjoy any ride you want. There's no lines. Have all the ice yeah. cream and candy don't, that don't you want. Don't give them Disneyland. No. <laughs> that that won't end well. We we feel good about it until they bite or they're peeing on your curtains. Or until they're sitting on top of you and growling and snapping if you go to pet them. Yes. Oh, and you know, I don't know where we pulled those examples, maybe from the rest of our week, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but when yeah, they come into your Disneyland. home, that's great. Teach them the rules. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so for me, Disneyland don't give them, Disneyland. Comes later. Give, them, give them boot camp. Okay. Yeah. Cause that, that may not be what you want as a person or what you want to give your kid, but it's what your dog needs. needs. They need, they need the discipline. They need all that structure. And they, they crave it. Yeah, Especially they, dogs like Sadie and Benny, who are just, right. I'm barking because I don't know mm-hmm. what to do. No one told me. And and that feeling manifests in that insecurity. So imagine you let a kid loose in Disneyland. It's cool for two hours, and then they're scared. Or, right? or they're lost. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so think of it that way. You bring your dog home. All right, these are the rules. And Follow these rules, you get anything you want. Right. And we, we did a podcast on that a long time ago called Bringing Home Your New Dog or Bring Home Your New Puppy. Okay. Um, so that starts with starts with discipline is as soon as you pull in a driveway and get out of the car, 
you you know opening the door for the for the new dog and you're telling them we're going to do it this way and then we're going to go for a long walk and then we're going to patrol the yard and we're going to patrol the house and all that stuff but it's nothing but but discipline and structure for these guys so they know clearly from minute one with you this is my relationship with you right. you are always above me but i have a great life with you because you're in control of everything yeah. so okay well cool we will definitely do this topic again um hopefully within the next week yep all right guys if you enjoyed this podcast please don't forget to subscribe and if you want to help spread the word please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe too we're available on apple Podcasts, buzzsprout really wherever you can get your podcasts and don't forget to check out our videos on youtube and my instagram marina for good dog workshop uh, we've been traveling all over the place so if you have a dog in a state other than virginia and are interested in speaking with or working with us, give us a call. Uh, this has been Brian and Marina with Good Dog Workshop. Thanks for listening. Thanks, everyone. Have a good day.